0: Good morning, everyone. It is Wednesday, July the 3rd, 2019. It is currently 10.08 a.m. Central Time. Well, back in June, I started a series of podcasts where I started looking at a very important question. A question that I really wanted people to spend some time thinking about. Spend some time really considering it carefully and discussing it with each other. Now, I don't know if I can emphasize the importance of this question enough. I don't even know if I've been able to convince people how important this question is. But here I am in the month of July, and we're going to continue looking at this question. Let me remind everyone quickly of what the question was. Can you trust yourself? Can you trust yourself? Now, within our culture, it is, it is not only taught, but it is encouraged that the only thing you can trust is yourself. You can't trust anything else. Trust in yourself. Believe in yourself. I have raised not only the question, but I've challenged the answer to that question. And most people say, yes, you can. And I'm arguing, no, you cannot trust yourself. Now, we could look at it from a theological perspective. The Bible clearly teaches that the human heart is deceitful above all things. That would clearly tell you, don't trust yourself. So we can look at it from a theological perspective, but for this series of podcasts, we've been looking at it from a psychological perspective. And psychology seems to teach us that you cannot trust yourself, even though the majority of people not only teach that, they believe that and they encourage that. You can't trust anyone else, but you can trust yourself. I'm challenging that idea. And I want you to really think about it because if I am right, right? And if the the article that I have been using for these series of podcasts, if they're theory is right, then this would have to change your way of thinking. And it would really be a, a, a challenge to culture at large. I, obviously, I don't believe this is, you know, going to gain any traction and we're going to see a wholesale change in the way people think and like, you know what, I cannot trust myself. I cannot trust myself. I don't think that's going to happen, but there needs to be a challenge sometimes to the way, you know, to group think, you know, society starts thinking the same way, and everyone just follows along. Everyone has a herd mentality. Oh, that's the way I'm supposed to think. Oh, that's the little phrase I'm supposed to 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 now use whenever I come up with a problem in life. Oh, I can't trust anybody else. I can trust myself. Okay, I, I someone told me that one time, and it has to be true because I've heard it multiple times. We, we rarely even question what we hear, which again would be a good argument why we can't trust ourselves. So I'm really challenging this idea. And what I'm doing is I'm only giving you one point in each episode, right? I I could go through all the different reasons they offer up about why you cannot trust yourself and do it in a very quick way. But I'm trying to give you one point per episode so that you can really think about it. You can really look at your own self and go, whoa, that is true. All right. So let's Let's get back to the article because I think it's very important, all right? Um, again, this is uh, from an article called Why You Can't Trust Yourself by Mark Manson. Now, I, I believe this comes from a larger book, and then they took this. This was uh, posted on markmanson.net. I saw it in my Apple News Feed. To be honest, I don't even, I think that's where I found it. I don't even know how I came across it, but I, as soon as I saw the, the, the title, Why You Can't Trust Yourself, <laughs> I was I was hooked and I'm like, okay, this, this is interesting because obviously from a theological perspective, I, I I already teach this, right? From a theological perspective. But this wasn't from a, a Christian perspective. This wasn't from a biblical perspective. This wasn't from a theological perspective. So I, I wanted to, to look at it from this viewpoint and see if it agreed with kind of how I view things from a theological one, All right. So here are the reasons they give here are the reasons why you cannot trust yourself, all right? Here you go. They have a total of eight. We have looked at number one. You cannot trust yourself because you are biased and selfish without realizing it. You're biased and selfish without realizing it. I'm not going to go through all of that again, but that's not you can listen to uh, that episode. Number two, you don't have a clue about what makes you happy or miserable, You don't actually have a clue about what makes you happy or miserable. You think you do, but psychology can demonstrate that you actually don't have a clue about what makes you happy or miserable. And if you can't even figure that out, you can't trust yourself, all right? So today we come to number three. The third reason you cannot trust yourself is because you are easily manipulated into making bad decisions. You are easily manipulated into making bad decisions. Now, do you believe that? Now, most people, if they're honest, they don't actually believe that they're bad, that they are uh, easily manipulated into to making bad decisions. And in fact, most people would argue they're not easily manipulated. No one could. I'm not easily manipulated. I don't know how people are so easily manipulated. I think we, again, we always have a perception of ourselves that rarely matches reality. I think, which is another proof that we can't trust ourselves, but they're going to make an argument that you are easily manipulated into making bad decisions. And they're going to offer us some, some examples. Are you ready? So let's look at this. We'll try to make this quick because I know you're busy and I know you've got a lot of other things to do. So I don't want to waste too much of your time. Here we go. You're easily manipulated into making bad decisions. You ever run into those people on the street downtown handing out free pamphlets or books And then as soon as you take one, they stop and start asking you to join this thing or that thing or to give them money for their cause. You know how it makes you feel all awkward and uncomfortable because you want to say no, but they just gave you this thing for free and you don't want to be a jerk. Now, they use a much stronger word than jerk, but I won't do that for this episode. Now, why, why does that happen? They hand you a pamphlet, they stop you start asking you for something, and, and, you, and you feel like you can't say no. There, there's something, at least it makes you feel awkward. You may be able to say no, but you feel awkward in doing so. You feel uncomfortable. Well, they argue the reason that happens is because, well, it's on purpose. It turns out people's decision-making can be easily manipulated in a variety of ways. One of which is by giving someone a gift before asking for a favor in return. It makes receiving that favor far more likely. If you off, if you give something, even if it's not of, of any great value, if you give something, according to from a more psychological perspective, it makes and then you turn around after you give them something, even if, any, if it's not anything significant, and then you ask. For a favor, you're far more likely to receive it. They they continue. Or try this. Next time you want to cut in line somewhere, ask someone if you can cut and give a reason. Any reason. Just say, I'm in a hurry or I'm sick. It turns out, according to experiments, that you're about 80% more likely to be allowed to cut in line if you just ask giving no explanation. If you just ask and give no explanation, it may not work out for you. But if you, if you say, can I cut in line? I, I, you know, I'm in really in a hurry and you just offer any kind of explanation, no matter what it is, you're 80% more likely that they say, yeah, sure. You're sure. You, You can cut in line. The most amazing part about this is the explanation doesn't even have to make sense. Right? It doesn't even need to make sense. Uh, like, you're I'm in a hurry. You're in a hurry, so you're cutting in line to get into a movie. Wait, wait, wait. What does that mean? Like, like you're sick. Well, if you're sick, don't cut in line. Go to the bathroom. Look, you know, go, go home. Like sometimes the explanation doesn't even have to make sense. But because you offered an explanation, somehow it manipulates people into well making a decision to let someone do something. And in some cases, doesn't even make sense. Let me let me give you another example. Behavioral eco, economic <laughs> If I can, if I can read right, behavioral ecom- economist. There we go. Behavioral economist. <laughs> that's a that's a, that that looks on paper easy to say, but it, it's not. Behavioral e- economist. All right. So people who look at the economy but from a behavioral standpoint. All right. There. There we go. Maybe if I say it that way, they have shown they have studied that you can easily be primed into favoring one price over another for no rational reason you can be primed into favoring one price over another for no rational reasoning that <laughs> this one drives me again this stuff this kind of this is the kind of stuff that drives me crazy right because this bothers me i don't like to think that my thinking can be manipul- manipulated. I don't like to think uh, that I can fall for some of these tricks, but it, it, I bet you I've fallen for this one. I bet you you have as well. They've got a, they've got a little chart here, right? And I'll try to explain it. It's called the decoy price, the decoy price. Um, and this is what they do on one day. They, they've got a little, uh, they've got, uh, they've got a picture here. And I, I'm, I'm looking at the picture so as I'm looking at it on the left hand side there are two bottles one is priced $10 the other one is priced $30 all right so you walk up and you see two bottles sitting there one is priced 10 one is priced 30 your reaction will be hmm that $30 one looks expensive I think I'll go with the $10 one now on the other side of this chart, on the, the right-hand side, as I'm looking at it, they have three bottles. They are priced $10, $30, and $50. The $50 bottle is put there as a decoy. All right, it's put there as a decoy. That's why this is referred to as a decoy price. Now, what do they mean by decoy price? What do they mean by a decoy price? Well, well, let me explain. They set the $50 bottle there, not because they're necessarily trying to sell the $50 bottle, but now that you have three bottles, $110, $130, and $150, when you look at it, you're thinking, man, that $50 one looks expensive, but now the $30 one looks reasonable, when you look at just two bottles, one $10, one $30, the $30 one looks expensive. But now you put three bottles there, $10, $30, $50, the $30 one seems reasonable. You're like, well, the $10 one, that, that could be cheap. I bet you the 30, one, the $30 one is probably a little better. The $50 one, that's just, that's unreasonable. So, so they, they manipulate you by using a decoy, it's called a decoy price. Put something else there of a greater price. Not even really the desires to sell that, their desires to sell the middle one. It's called a decoy price. And behavioral economists talk about this and say that's how they prime you into favoring one price over another. And there's no rational reason there. There's no rational reason. It's just, it manipulates you. That stuff drives me absolutely crazy. Or here's an, another example. What if I told you that for $2,000, you can have a trip to Paris with breakfast included, a trip to Rome with breakfast included, or a trip to Rome with no bre- breakfast included. It turns out by a- adding the Rome with no breakfast included causes more people to select Rome than Paris. Why? Because compared to Rome with no breakfast, Rome with breakfast sounds like a great deal, and our brains just forget about Paris altogether. Now, that is an absolutely crazy thing that can happen. It's absolutely a crazy thing that can take place. Let me read that again. What if I told you that for $2,000, you could have a trip to Paris with breakfast included, a trip to Rome with breakfast included, or a trip to Rome with no breakfast included? It turns out by adding the Rome with no breakfast included causes more people, and they've studied this, to select Rome than Paris. Why? Because compared to Rome with no breakfast, our minds go, wait, Rome with no, wait, I can get Rome with breakfast. That sounds like a great deal. And our brains just forget about Paris altogether. It's completely irrational. It makes absolutely no sense. Now here's the thing. When I describe that to you, you're gonna go, well, I wouldn't fall for that. I wouldn't fall for the two bottles, 10 or 30, versus three bottles, $10, $30, and $50. I wouldn't fall for that. I wouldn't fall for this Paris thing. I wouldn't fall for this cutting and line thing. And 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 I believe that you believe that, but I, I believe that there are these types of situations happen to you every day when you go into a, a store to buy something when you when you're looking for different deals online you're trying to find maybe for a short travel whatever the way they word things they have people who study these things and they put together those ads they put together their 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 marketing scheme based off behavioral economists and other people who study these things and they do th- in a way to manipulate you but see you are being manipulated but you don't think you're being manipulated. Now that means that we are easily manipulated into making bad decisions, or I think we could say this, we're easily manipulated into making irrational decisions. In other words, there's no rational reason we're making that decision, but we've been manipulated into the decision. The decision is not based off reason, or or, or from, you know, it's not a rational decision, it's a decision that's uh, that's been made due to manipulation now if we're easily manipulated into making bad decisions and all kinds of small ways like like these seem insignificant okay i walk into a store there's two bottles one for 10 one for 30 i look at the 30 that's unreasonable i buy the 10. oh look here's three bottles one's 10 one's 30 one's 50. whoa that 50 looks expensive that 30 looks reasonable and i walk out and buy the 30 dollars bottle or trying to plan a trip, or, or, or someone cutting in line. These, seems like, these seem like small things, and I understand that. The issue isn't that these small things can happen, and they don't have much of an effect on our lives. The issue is it demonstrates of how easily we can be manipulated. So how many decisions have you made over the last 30 days, that were made not due to reason, not uh, not due to careful analysis, but they occurred simply through manipulation, whether that manipulation was intended or, or not intended, all right? Unintended or intended. And what I mean by that is if someone could say something to you this way or that way, and just because of the way it's said, it manipulates you into reacting or, or making a decision. And they weren't even necessarily trying to manipulate you, but you just make an irrational decision because you're easily manipulated. rational or irrational I, I think this is something to consider and I know it's hard to do because we because we, we again where we our perception is I'm not easily manipulated now if we see someone else who is easily manipulated we look at them almost with scorn with disbelief I cannot believe they fell for that I cannot believe that she bought that. We have to be careful about sometimes pointing the finger at how others are so easily manipulated. We have to look to to in what ways are we manipulated? All right, I'll stop right there. I'll stop right there. I know I could go. I could go right on to number four, but that was not the goal here. The goal here was to was to look at these. Are to look at these. Um, this article one point at a time so that people could really think about it so the ones we've looked at so far let me just review you are biased and selfish without realizing it you don't have a clue about what makes you happy or miserable and number three you're easily manipulated into making bad decisions all right we've got we've got a few more to go what five more to go and um you know i hope. That you will at least give this some thought. Even if you don't completely agree with some of these points, at least consider them as that, that some of these points are at least expressing a possible reality, a possible truth. And, and if you begin to if you begin to agree that you cannot trust yourself, then then what's your options? What's your options? Like how do you live if you cannot trust yourself? Now this article is not going to, I don't think this article is going to answer what, okay, I agree with you, I cannot trust myself, because the obvious question after that should be, well, what's next? I find that fascinating. I find that fascinating from a philosophical standpoint. Because if you make if you convince everyone they can't trust themselves, then what's the answer? or is the answer or is the answer more along these lines you need to realize that you need to question even yourself and then that would have to build an entire new structure in how to think and how to live so it's a pretty fascinating concept all right i'll stop right there everyone have a great wednesday tomorrow is july the 4th many people will get a 4 day holiday some may just get july 4th off whatever whatever plans you have, if you get some time off or if it's just a normal work day, whatever it is, I hope you have a great 4th of July Independence Day. Um, I know it's it's supposed to be celebrating the independence of America. Most people just uh, look at it as a day off from work or a time for, I don't know, you know, firing up the grill and cooking outside and hanging out with friends or watching fireworks or whatever, you know, whatever people do on 4th of July, it's usually more of that, but whatever it is, just have fun, safe celebration. Enjoy uh, your, yourself and just remember that one of the re- I mean, I think it is fair to say this, that whatever you do on 4th of July, the freedom that you have to do what, that you get to choose whatever you want to do on the 4th of July and you can celebrate it in any way you want, at least take a second to remember the reason you get to do the things you get to do and you have the freedom to do the things you do is because we do live in the United States of America, all right? You don't have to be all crazy patriotic, but you can at least be you know, conscious of the fact that whatever you get to do on 4th of July, whatever freedom you have, it is because of, we live here in the United States of America and there are many people in the world who do not have those freedoms. There's many people in the world who don't have the opportunities that are afforded to us by living in the United States of America and that's why millions of people are constantly trying to come to America for the opportunities and for the freedoms, all right? And that's something we should not take for granted. All right, have a great, have a great one. Thank you for listening. And just think about tomorrow, if you're hanging out with friends, hey, can you trust yourself? (laughs) Well, you know, you actually can't. And they're gonna be like, what? I can trust myself, okay? Don't tell me that, all right? I don't know if that's how your friends talk, but you get the idea, all right? In other words, talk about this. All right, thanks for listening.